Hey, my name is Augustine Colebrook. I'm the principal at Midwifery Wisdom Collective. My focus is on big picture political movements that are happening within the profession, some of the controversial questions, and centering voices that are not being regularly heard. I'm Layla Wyatt. I am a traveling student midwife, learning midwifery from cultures and a lineage of midwifery throughout the United States. I'm here to center the voices of students to hear their calling, their pathway, why they chose midwifery, and even share a bunch of birth stories along the way. Greetings, I'm Jamara Amani. I am a midwife, a mom, and a social justice activist. I am here to challenge white supremacy, homophobia, transphobia, and anything that keeps people from being their best and living their best selves as we have the human right to do. And I am looking forward to sharing stories of birth justice on this podcast. Hi there, Delmar Dalton. I am non-binary, queer, transgender, midwife, and full-spectrum female. My focus is on increasing access and equity in midwifery care and midwifery education. Hello, my name is Angie Love. I am a community nurse midwife in Vero Beach, Florida, at the practice of midwife love. I also do telehealth midwifery through Midwife RX. I'm a mama, and I am committed to maintaining birth choices for all people and educating a future generation of midwives because we will not die out. Okay, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, Midwifery Wisdom podcast listeners are wide and um, varied. You know, we've got moms and partners and siblings and supporters and doulas and student midwives and midwives and um, all around the world. So listening to you and hearing and learning um, about your story and learning from your story. So can you tell us your name? Where are you right now? Where are you from and your story? Yeah, of course. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Trinity Stevens. I was born and raised in Springfield, Ohio. It's a very small town, but uh, it's very community based <laughs> sometimes. Uh, I am a doula and I have I am the CEO of Benny's Babies, the doula service. I was I'm a doula. I've been a doula for a year and some change now. It's probably been a year and two months. And I'm very, very happy about the work that I do, you know, helping pregnant mommies and giving them information, even if it's virtual or in person. I think one of the best parts about being a doula is that you're able to educate others on their body and how you were meant to bring a baby into the world. And it's okay to have certain feelings where you feel discouraged, but just know you have a community, whether that be just me, myself, or you and your partner, like it doesn't matter. I think that's the best part about being a dualist, to be able to educate others. And um, right now I'm under an amazing midwife named Emily Schultz. She's She's amazing here in spring. I mean, here in Ohio, but she uh, lives in Yellow Springs. I'm under her right now and I've been attending, I think I've attended over 10 births now. 
with her and just being under her, watching her. And uh, what it's what been an made you um, move into birth work and to become a doula? So <laughs> it's okay. So it starts from when I was younger. I, I'm the middle child, so my it goes my older brother, me, and then my baby brother. My baby brother, he was a C-section baby, and I'm five years old at the time, and I'm a mommy's girl. So when my mom comes home with staples on her stomach or her abdomen, my yeah, on her abdomen, I'm like, uh, I ask her 85,000 questions, and mm-hmm. though my mom doesn't know a lot of medical terms, at, well, at the time she didn't, uh, she answered to the best of her ability, but I was still just baffled at the fact that they had to cut my mom open in order to get my baby brother out. So just, and so, like I said, I was a mom girl. So every time I saw her incision in the staples, I continued to ask her. So since I was five, I've always been interested in the body and why certain things happen the way that they do during birth and labor. So um, yeah, and I grew up, I was 10, no, 11 or 12. I grew up just watching after my little cousins, watching after my baby brother, <laughs> you know. Uh, people called me when I was younger, Mama Trin. Like, okay, Mama Trin. Mama so, Trin. <laughs> yeah. I so love that. I, I love kids and I loved helping uh, mommies. It was, it's always been a passion of mine. And it wasn't until I turned, well, what happened was, was my father, he's a, He's the type of man that uh, educated me and my siblings and told us, maybe you should go get a trade. Like trades Mm. aren't bad, just in case you don't want to be in debt. And when you go to college, let's look at trades. So my other brother got a trade. My older brother got a trade. And then my mom comes to me. He's like, Trey, you should be a doula. And I'm 12. And I'm like, I don't know what a doula is, mom. What? (laughs) What made her come to you and say that? Like, were you just like so, such so good with the babies and the mamas that she was just like, you should be a doula. Yeah. Well, my, my aunt, uh, who's also my mentor, Rhonda Fellow, she's lives in Minnesota. She's been a doula for over six years now. Hi, second generation going on over here. She's amazing. Like she was down here not too long, a few days ago and I just sometimes she just baffles me at all the information and knowledge she has it's like ah but um my mentor was a doula and I grew up with her she was one of the first people my mom told that she was pregnant with me so I've known this woman my whole life and um my mom's like you should go be a doula your auntie your auntie Rhonda's a doula you should ask her what it is and how you can uh, get trained as a doula. And so I'm like, absolutely. So I get on a call with my aunt and we talk about it and she's telling me all the benefits of what being a doula is and how you can help pregnant families and moms. It's, so I was, I was, I was like, yep, that's what I'm going to be. Wait, and you were 12? 12. Yeah, I was 12. I was like 11 or 12. I was like, okay, I'm going to go be a doula then. Like, Dang, that's, my life. that's awesome. <laughs> and so um, then at the age of 14, I traveled to Minnesota with my mentor and I was able to witness two births and what I like to call a practice birth. And this practice birth was an at-home birth, but she had the signs of labor. However, the mommy didn't give birth. So we were, I was, I was like, oh, okay. But it was a different ask. It was a different setting for me because I was so used to watching TV and seeing moms give birth at hospitals and screaming to the top of their lungs and, you know, which is fine if you want to. However, there's just this like false 
description of how birth is on TV compared to reality. So uh, I went to my first home birth, well, practice birth, and then my other two births was in hospitals. And um, I just it was amazing. I want to say I love how you call it a practice birth. Like, is that something your aunt or someone or, or Emily or like a mentor has given you? Or is that just like, that's what it felt like for you. And that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it was for me when I first went there. I think we were leaving the house. I was like, well, that was an amazing practice birth. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. I love she, that because we've all done that. Like we all have gotten called, gotten to the birth lo- location, maybe even like set up or like done the thing. And then like a day later, we're like, we shouldn't be here. You know, <laughs> that's a practice birth. Yeah. My, she cracks up every time I say a practice birth. She's like, oh, why? And I'm just like, it was a practice birth. It's what it was. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> Because it was a different aspect. Mom was on her hands or knees. The midwife, the midwife, assistant midwife were there encouraging her, which is something you don't see in the hospital. Hospitals, mm-hmm. not in all hospitals. I won't say all of them, but uh, in most hospitals, doctors are just the catchers. And midwives, it's more like a friendship, family thing. Even with being with Emily, it's like, I know these people before I'm ever at their birth. It's it's more so a, a friend or family connection before it's ever I'm just going to catch your baby. <laughs> so that's what I really loved about birth work. I mean, especially home births. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so then uh, I got back home and at the age of, I was 14 then. And then I became a doula. I got trained under Nikia Lawson. Uh, and I've been a doula since then. Since you're 14. Well, 15. I, yeah, it took me a year. <laughs> but so I, are you going to, are you going to continue with it with, as like the doula work? Or are you looking into midwifery as well? Well, uh, during my freshman year, I went to college as a CCP student and um, I wrote papers on papers on the black maternal mortality mm-hmm. rate. And I just saw how uh, black moms are suffering because there's a lack of people who look like them. So at one point in time, I was like, okay, I'm going to go be an OB. I want to become an OBGYN. Right. And um, so I was like that. I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And then I thought to myself, well, the only way that I would feel comfortable being an OB is learning the traditional ways to give birth, which was at home. Like, that's the only possible way. That's not going to happen. You have to like get yeah. through the brainwashing and then exactly. erase it all just to have the title. Exactly. And so then uh, it took me some time, but I was researching and I Googled up Springfield midwives or Ohio midwives and literally Emily Schultz name popped up. And of course I did my research and I emailed her. And uh, ever since then, I, I told her, like, I think it was at like the fourth or third birth, maybe the fifth, <laughs> I can't remember. But uh, I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go be a midwife because it, it's a better connection. It's like I said, you know, it's you're friends with these people before you're ever attending their births. And it's amazing. I was like, okay. And plus here in Ohio, at least we need more black midwives. Yeah. We need educated black who can help and uh, serve their communities and their people. So I've, I've decided I'm going to go be a midwife for a while now. 
(laughs) I had a really amazing opportunity a couple of months ago to travel up to Ohio and attend a birth. Um, and I attended a birth in which I had never, um, experienced what that, what that feeling is when, a black family is truly supported by a black doula and a black midwife and a black healer. And it was an energy in the room that is not, it's not even describable because the safety Mm -hmm. and the trust and the lack of like cortisol and stress hormones and fear and worry. And just, just like you said, the safety of, you know, the person serving me looks like me, understands my community, my culture, my fears, my worries. And I, as crazy as it is, the simple fact of what shock and blood loss looks like on a black woman versus a white woman, right? And when white birth attendants don't get the education or the lived experience of knowing what that looks like is dangerous, you know? So we need more black midwives. And, um, I'm so glad to hear that you are on that path. So what's, what pathway did you take? Are you doing like meek pep, um, CNM obstetrics? Like what did you end up doing? Um, well for now I'm under, I'm like an intern for Emily. Okay. Like I, I'm just watching uh seeing the ropes being educated about different how there's different types of births and which I've seen a lot and it's amazing uh so right now I'm I haven't like I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna get trained under Emily I'm I don't think I'll go into the CNMs or uh I don't think so not yet so like as a so use it doing like the performance evaluation process where you like train under her and she'll sign off your skill set and send it to NARM and, you know, yep. become a Ohio, uh, cause there's not licensure in Ohio, right? I don't believe so. Yeah. I think, but you... trying to, I think they're making laws to do licensure. Okay. I think they are. Um, so what, what, made you find or choose Emily and what about her practice speaks to you the most? Um, what made me choose Emily? Well, for a while due to COVID, I wasn't able to attend births as a doula and it was very difficult. And I was like, I was sitting, I was sitting out for a while for at least the two months. I was just like sitting back and I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Two months without a birth? Ah, yeah I'm kill me like, <laughs> like oh my goodness so uh I was sitting I was sitting back for at least two months not attending any type of births so I was like okay I need to do something I need to at least put in some action to the point where at least I know I did my part in order for me to help families so I google like I said I googled Ohio midwives and Emily's name popped up and before reaching out to her, I kind of stalked her. <laughs> I stalked yes. her Instagram, her Facebook, and um, and her website. So I stalked her for a bit. And then I finally reached out to her. And she replied back to me like that. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is, I, I was shaking. I was nervous, actually. <laughs> and um, I just, and then when being with her, well, she told me, 
she was like, I'd have to get a feel of you first before I just let you come along, tag along with me. And so I met with her and her, just her whole vibe that she had, she was very welcoming. She didn't make me feel out of place, uh, especially cause I'm young. Like she didn't make me feel like I was too young to be in the birthing field. Mm-hmm. So it was more so like a respect. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, she's really cool. She's chill. She's laid back. And I just liked her, her energy. She was a really yeah. nice lady <laughs> and still is. She's awesome. And uh, once I attended my first birth with her, I was like, yeah, she's a professional. And still every birth that we go to, I'm like, she's the bomb.com. These moms are the bomb.com because they're pushing our babies. Yeah. Yeah. However, when I see her at her work and I see her in her craft, she's she's amazing yeah was there when you were when you were Facebook stalking her which we all do right (laughs) but when you were doing that was there something that like you knew in your gut or in your heart that if you saw or felt or heard that she was not the right mentor for you like there is there is there specifically something not necessarily that you're looking for but that would really have like turned you off from learning from this person probably my biggest thing would be I don't I think the biggest thing that probably would have turned me off probably well it would is if she was racist I mean that would probably be my biggest thing like okay no I'm fine (laughs) yeah I'll pass uh or if she's any like uh, reviews or anything talked about uh, being discriminated against because of their complexion Uh, that would probably be a big turn on for me does she serve all families yes communities yeah Mm -hmm. she's she serves everybody but is that something that you feel like in your community is common or no like there's some real shit. There's some real racism going on with midwifery. Yeah, I live in a back country. I'm like, we live in straight country roads with uh, a lot of white people who are proud mm-hmm. <laughs> about who they come from. And um, yeah, there's definitely, I live in a, I definitely live in a town where I know I'm not welcomed in certain places and certain areas. But, uh, I mean, I, you know, growing up in a community like that, though, like even me, I'm a little black girl and I grew, I grew up in the suburbs with a predominantly white neighborhood. So I hung around mm-hmm. a lot of white kids and a lot of white girls and Hannah Montana was always pushed on TV, <laughs> like white girls everywhere. So me right. as a little black girl, I'm like, oh, I want hair like them. I want to be um... like them. My mom looked me, looked me dead in the face. She was like, you're getting locks. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're going to embrace your culture and who you Beautiful. are. Like, you're not going to desire after being somebody that you're not going, that you're not. So there's definitely things that I have experienced in my community or in my mm-hmm. town that, you know, Black people know there's definitely a divide. You have the South side, which is a predominantly white area and then you, I mean, a predominantly black area, but you have the North side and East or West, one of them that's predominantly white area. So there's definitely divides where I live. 
Do you feel like birth blends those divides because everyone needs, um, you know, if you're going to have a home birth, I'm sorry, but babies come out of the vagina, whether you're white or black, you know, like, you know, so do you feel like, um, birth, like midwives and birth workers can, can really truly serve, um, safely in your area? Yes, I do. And I mean, yeah, I do. I do think that there would, because I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, there's no, just because you're white don't mean that your baby ain't gonna come out your vagina. Because you're gonna poop too. Exactly. <laughs> like it, it's, I don't think, I think births, home births is like a, because it's a family, it's a unit, like it's family. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't see that, I don't see why. <laughs> so I've had, um, I've had other Black student midwives tell me that it's really hard to find a mentor that isn't racist. (laughs) And it is really hard because there are just some births they know they can't attend. Yes. Because (laughs) what? Y'all, those listening, you need to hear this. White midwives, doulas, birth workers, you need to hear like, Black birth workers are afraid to drive up on the property first to be met with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. shocked me to hear that, right? Like you're the student midwife, you're the birth assistant, you are an integral part in birthing and helping this child be born. And to think that like, oh no, I can't do that birth because you know, they, uh, they don't want me there. Yeah, there's um, definitely been some births I've been to where I was uh, with sometimes because we go like some families, they live in the country like back mm-hmm. like I live in a city back road, but families like live like two like two mile neighbor neighbors like you got right. one neighbor two miles down is another neighbor. So it's like it's country country where we go. And sometimes I think to myself and I told Emily this, I said, sometimes I'll be like, I hope these people know I'm black. Because there is that before fear. I show up alone on their exactly. property. Yeah. There is that fear of because I live in Ohio. <laughs> like we live in, like I always say, we live in a country where white people have their opinions about black people. So there is that fear of, oh snap, I hope they don't call me outside my name. Or yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so kind of on that note, do you plan to practice where you are now? Do you plan to like, what's your plan after you become a midwife? Um, Definitely to- bring back to my community. Uh, like I told you, my, my father, he's big on education. He's, he's big on bringing back to your community. So mm. the hope is, is that I become a midwife and come back to the moms here in Springfield and help them. And because a lot of moms in my town or a lot of, just a lot of women in general, they don't not, I'm not gonna say a lot of women in general, but some women don't know the strength that they use during labor. Like they don't know, like I just had a client the other day, I was telling her about her placenta and how you're, the reason you bleed after birth is because you have this wound inside of you from your placenta. And she was kind of shocked. She was like, now that you're mentioning that, that makes so much sense. And so it, things like that, I'm like, okay, we, we need to educate. Mm, educate, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We need to educate a lot of our moms 
So that that will be like the that would probably be one of the most fulfilling things in my career is for me to become a midwife and then bring back to my community and then actually feel like empowered by the information that they're receiving. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. How many how many birth or centers or midwives are there in your community? And are any of them doing anything like, you know, um, fertility education and prenatal education, bodily education and things like that, like you're wanting to do? We have WIC in the Pregnancy Resource Center here in Springfield. And I'm trying to think. I believe one of the clinics, I don't know which, I forget which one it is, but one of them do like childbirth education classes. They do offer that to moms. Uh, And then no, there's not, there's, there aren't any midwives here in Springfield, at least not any home birth midwives. So where does, where does Emily live? Where does Emily, Emily serve? Emily serves, well, Emily lives in Yellow Springs, but here in Springfield, Emily serves a lot of places. Sometimes we'll travel like at least an hour away. So you travel to her and there and the birth. Okay. So there is no one in your, in your town. No, not that's doing the work. Like, like home birth midwives are. That's for you. Yeah. Hopefully I can do that. That's for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Do you have a good birth story for us? So I've had, okay, one birth, shoulder dystocia baby. And this baby was stuck. I mean, stuck like Chuck. Like how many minutes between head and shoulders? I'm sorry, say that one more time. Do you know how many minutes between head and shoulders? For me personally, it felt like forever. forever. (laughs) It, It was quick. I'm pretty sure it was so quick. But for me, I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Cause it was probably like my third or fourth birth I've been with with Miss Emily. And so, yeah, so, but the baby's fine. Mommy's fine. Everybody's great. However, when we were there, we had mom uh, like kind of like curled up in a ball. She has like the the barb headboard. So she was kind of curling up and pushing, but then the baby, crowning the baby's like just the crown part of the baby's head got stuck so miss emily's like rushing like okay let's get you on your um knees hands and knees so but i had to leave the room because the family's room was small and i didn't want to be in anybody's way so i exited but you could still hear and the baby was was stuck and miss emily of course she did her thing and got the baby out but that was probably that was one of the births that overwhelmed, not overwhelmed me, but more so like, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, the baby could have passed. The baby could have passed. It's like a shocker. Cause you know, me still being young and me still viewing and looking at birth. I was just like, oh, okay. This is reality. Right. Like, like home birth isn't, I mean, of course you'd want your. It's not I, always just rainbows and butterflies. Like yeah, when you not, walk into life you have death on the other shoulder exactly and that's when it dawned on me like okay this is life this is reality however miss emily looked at me she said you still want to be a midwife i was like absolutely yes (laughs) i love that you still want to be a midwife you're like 
Damn straight. Yeah. Everybody played their part. She did like she's trained in her field. So she knew what to do in order to help mom and the baby out. Right. So I was like, yeah, I now feel comfortable learning under her. So it's like, absolutely. So that I was love probably it. a ding. <laughs> yeah, it was a that was a that was definitely a moment for you for sure. It's funny you say that I had that birth that I got called out for yesterday. I had a nice little shoulder dystocia in that birth too. So okay. there was like five minutes from head to shoulders, which doesn't feel like a lot, but it was um, forever. Right? Yeah. Like you said, <laughs> forever. Yeah. It um, but forever. it is also about like a skill, right? And being able to recognize there's some things we surrender to and there's some things that we prepare for. Yeah. Awesome. Good for you for being in that moment and still feeling like you wanted to be a midwife. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, of course. How did mom do? Like, how was mom afterwards? The mom was fine afterwards. She was like, I did it. The, listen, she was like, she was walking to the couch. She was chilling. We stayed a little bit afterwards, but just because of the, the trauma the baby had, went through coming out and being born they did go to the hospital but after that every everybody was fine though the mom was chilling she got to breastfeed before she left to the hospital okay. like everybody was it was cool. awesome <laughs> cool even the rough ones are awesome mm -hmm. what advice uh would you offer to new students or new doulas new midwives someone just coming in like maybe where before that shoulder dystocia, right? Or before they even knew they wanted to be a doula or a midwife, what would you tell them? This is going to sound cheesy, but reach to the stars. <laughs> like, just go for it. And, you know, don't hesitate. One of the things that I probably am glad that I did was I kept going. Because there was a point where I was like, man, I'm not getting any births. I'm not doing nothing and I was just like maybe I should just stop but I kept going and I and I give big props to my parents because they pushed me my parents and just my entire family in general like have a good support team and you know the people that are your support team are rooting for you keep going don't stop <laughs> yeah speaking of support do you have any like fellow doulas or students that you confide in and work with and can lean on each other in your in your community or is it just you well in Springfield I have I don't know any doulas in Springfield I think there's probably there's probably about at least like one that I know of just that I know of there's probably mm -hmm. more but there's only one that I know of and um but I go to Dayton there's this organization in Dayton where doulas like link up and we talk about births that we've been to. It's really nice because it's like I'm with other doulas who yeah. know that birth life. <laughs> so it just that's probably where I go. But then I also have my mentor, Rhonda Fellows mm -hmm. and uh, Miss Emily and Miss Katie, the assist, uh, Miss Emily's assistant midwife, too. So I'd like to I'd like to say I have a good support team. And those are yeah. my people. What do you do for self-care? 
or at, what is your like after birth routine? I always find this really interesting. Like when you come home from a birth at 2 a.m. in the morning, what do you do? I take a shower first thing first. Cause you know, you have to get birth birthing off of you. Yeah. So <laughs> the back, the, the, the blood, mm-hmm. the fluid, yeah, just, just like the okay. vagina. Exactly. So I take a shower and then I'm in my room a lot. Like I don't get me wrong, I love my family, but like my room's kind of like my chill zone and I love being in my room. So I'll come in my room, I'll either sleep because I need sleep. I got back 2 a.m. <laughs> 2 a.m. So I'm sleep or I'll read a book or watch TV or a movie. I love watching movies and TV shows. So hmm. but I'll I'll do those things. Uh might put on a face mask, like a scrub. Yes, totally. <laughs> Do you journal the births or anything like that? I actually do. I have this book. It's up on my shelf. I have more books up there. And I I journal the births that I've been to and like say how it went or how I was feeling during it. Oh, that's going to be so cool to look back on like 10 years from now. It is. That's what I thought. I was like, man, by the time I'm, I'll have a whole bunch of births under my belt. It'll just be like great to read. Yeah. I felt during that birth. <laughs> Do you recommend any books or podcasts or movies for people starting this journey? One of my favorite books, I actually have a bunch of my birth books holding you up on my stand. Ah. <laughs> but one of the birth books that I really enjoyed was Killing the Black Body by Dorothy mm-hmm. Robert. And then there was another one, uh, The the Big Let Down by Kimberly Seals. And there was another, I think, uh, Having Your Baby by Hilda Hutcherson. That's uh, Having Your Baby by Hilda Hutcherson is a, a Black mother's guide. That was my favorite one because it, it literally talks about everything from smoking, drinking, how these play a part in your pregnancy, birthing positions, uh, what you can do uh, postpartum and even before you consider having a baby. She even talks about like emotion, like she's basically like a therapist in some form because he tells moms to self-analyze themselves because before you even think about conceiving and having a baby, you need to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. So that's probably my favorite book out of all of them, but I I do have a lot, (laughs) but those three- I love that. Well, if you want to send those to me, I'll add those to the show notes so that, you know, listeners can look at those favorite book recommendations that you have. How can people find you? What's your handle? Do you have a Venmo or a PayPal or a Zelle that people can send you money to support your journey? And um, yeah. Okay. So I have Facebook and I, Facebook is just my name, Trinity Stevens. And then Instagram, you can find me at Benny's Babies underscore doula. So uh, B-E-N-N-I-E-S-B-A-B-I-E-S underscore doula. And then you can cash at me at turtle doula, dollar sign turtle doula. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. A lot of our listeners love to support the journey. It's, it takes a really long time and it takes a lot of money to become a midwife and to be a doula. And like you said, sometimes you just don't get births and things like that. And you still need a cup of coffee. So you never know. Yeah. You might get love from a stranger. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Good awesome. night. Thank you so much for your patience. Of course. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.